From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Wednesday, July 20th. The Utah Investigative Journalism Project is a nonprofit that provides public service reporting and education throughout the state. They partner with publications to publish in-depth stories, holding those in power accountable. And they offer their work for no charge. Eric Peterson is the founder of the organization. While in Moab during a training session, his car broke down. So KZMU's Justin Higginbottom took the opportunity to speak with him about the project and some recent work he's reported. Your work is really important for smaller newsrooms, newsrooms in rural parts of the state that might not have access to this training like us. You came down to Moab to give some training. Could you talk about that a bit? Yeah, I really like to try and like visit folks, especially off the Wasatch Front, you know, talk to them about what they're doing and, you know, share these kind of investigative trainings because there's there's just so many stories everywhere in every part of the state, you know, like it's not just about Salt Lake City and the Capitol and everything like there is important news, important things to uncover and reveal and expose happening everywhere. And so I really... I feel very, you know, kind of energized and excited to like be able to like share anything of use uh, to folks to help them just kind of prove their reporting and like get a get a new perspective on a project they might want to start uh, looking into. They'll help out their readers, listeners, viewers, whoever. Could you talk about some projects, some some stories that you've been especially proud of? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we did some really interesting stuff. One of the one of the big projects we've done like the last couple of years, we've really been following the eviction problem in Utah by really kind of focusing in on this particular law firm, the law offices of Kirk Colomore, because they handle about half the evictions in the entire state and super connected politically. Kirk Colomore Jr. is a state senator. His father kind of has bragged, you know, like, you know, openly about writing the landlord-tenant laws in Utah. We did a really kind of intensive series about that, addressing a lot of concerns about their practices. People will get evicted. The firm might come back months later and file like a second, essentially a second eviction saying they discovered new damages and, you know, charge, you know, the the renter thousands more. And the renter might not even know that that happened. One of those quirks in Utah law, they, they allow these these documents to be mailed to the address that they know they evicted the renter from. So that was just like one of like many stories looking at like the practices that a lot of advocates and critics say were were quite predatory. You know, that kind of like extended also to looking at like how the state was handling the spending of like federal rental assistance money. We discovered something pretty interesting that all the states and cities and counties all across the country get billions of dollars to help people who have been affected by the pandemic pay their rent, pay their back rent. And most of that money is all to that end. But there's like another chunk of money is called housing stability funds. And initially, the Treasury Department said, well, you should spend this on things like counseling and services for renters who are seniors and renters who you know might have developmental disabilities victims of domestic violence do outreach and they had also said you might also spend it on legal fees related to evictions 
And so what became apparent is that their intention was saying, well, this would be a good fund to pay for lawyers to help defend people against evictions. And in Utah, they interpreted that as we're going to pay the landlord's attorneys their court fees for evicting people. We broke that story and did that like last fall, but then only just recently, like in the last month or so, the Treasury Department issued this new guidance to everyone saying, okay, just to be absolutely clear, you cannot spend this money on landlords' legal fees. Eviction stories are of great interest to to Moab locals. We, we've covered evictions for the last year. There's been qu- quite a number of them and a lot of confusion about people's rights with housing, especially the labor force here. So that's great. Is there, are there any stories that you did around our region? Yeah, we recently did do an interesting one last month about uh, this hunting guide, Wade Lemon. He he just got this felony charged against him, you know, and he's active in southern Utah and central Utah. And, you know, in 2018, They had Donald Trump Jr. out to Utah, and they were kind of forming this advocacy group for hunters. What we found out in this story was that this hunting guide, you know, brought out Donald Trump Jr., and there clearly was some pressure to make sure he had a good hunt. And so, as alleged, you know, in in the felonies charges against Lemon, that he totally rigged this bear hunt for Donald Trump Jr. It was baited and... And, you know, they used dogs and it was in violation of the law. So it was all set up to make sure that there would be a very successful hunt for Donald Trump Jr. And we looked back into that guy's history and found that he's been under investigation numerous times over the years. And it's always kind of avoided any consequences. DWR, Division of Wildlife Resources investigators, had like collected evidence that he treed a bear for a wealthy client. And, you know, they, they get in these situations where the they've got to corner an animal and then they've got to wait for like the, the rich client to rush in and, and shoot it. And so they treed a bear for so long that they built a fire around the base of it so that it wouldn't leave the tree. And they even like made like some of his employees like made chairs out of rocks for him to sit so while they waited for the guy to show up so a lot of crazy stuff there you know and there's a lot of interesting stuff with the the whole hunting guide thing might be looking more into in the future a lot of interesting stuff there yeah well could you tell listeners where they might find your work utahinvestigative.org well thank you again and i hope your car is fixed soon and very sorry for the very high temperatures in the lab. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Yeah, thank you. That's KZMU's Justin Higginbottom speaking with Eric Peterson, founder of the Utah Investigative Journalism Project. The nonprofit provides public service reporting and education throughout the state. Nearly 400 tourism industry groups sent a letter to the National Park Service last week, including several from Utah. They want changes to reservation systems at parks to better accommodate international travelers. With our partners at KUER, Lexi Peary reports. The letter asks to extend reservation booking times up to a year out. Arches National Park opens its timed entry tickets about two months in advance. Shane Whitwer is the CEO of Whitwer Hospitality, which has hotels throughout southern Utah. He says people want to be sure they can enter a park before they commit to a big trip. The majority of people traveling from overseas are going to spend at least or close to a year planning that. Uh, you know, in many cases, they have to get visas. Um, that can take some time. 
Uh, on top of that, they're, they're looking at airfare, booking hotels. Natalie Randall is the executive director of the Utah Tourism Industry Association. She says Arch has already changed the system to no longer require large tour bus groups to have reservations, which she appreciates. These are complex issues that impact various businesses at the local level. And so um, having individual solutions um, regionally is really what we are supportive of. A spokesperson for NPS said in a statement they welcome the feedback. Lexi Peary, KUER News. This report is from our partners at KUER. A fire broke out at Hoover Dam on Tuesday morning. As Alex Hager with our partners at KUNC reports, it was quickly put out. Video showed a big plume of black smoke rising from a transformer at the dam's Arizona powerhouse. Firefighters extinguished the flames about half an hour later. Dam operators said fire didn't injure any visitors or employees. The power station generates electricity for more than a million people across Nevada, Arizona, and California. Hoover Dam was built in the 1930s, turning the Colorado River into Lake Mead, the nation's largest reservoir. Both the dam and reservoir have been the subject of national attention lately, as drought has crippled the region's water supply and reduced hydropower production. I'm Alex Hager. And that's the KZMU News for Wednesday, July 20th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.